It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. What's up? Welcome in to the DS, yo. The Daily Score. I don't know, I'm trying something new here. Do we? Does the Daily Score become uh, TDS or the DS? I don't know. It didn't feel great. Didn't feel great. Felt a little disingenuous on my part. So um, it is still the Daily Score. We're always tinkering with it, so maybe it becomes the TDS. But anyway, let's talk about the Bears. And hey, this is significant news for the Bears. DJ Moore was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Duh, because he had 230 yards worth of receptions. He had three touchdowns to go on the night. He played brilliantly. And the really exciting part about DJ Moore getting NFC Offensive Player of the Week is it has been since 1999. That'd be 24 years by my sketchy math. It had been 24 years since the Bears had a receiver as the NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Not a shock. I mean, that does make sense. The the who it is part of it, though, is interesting. I know you guys are thinking right now. Who was it? Who was it in 1999 for the Chicago Bears that got the NFC Offensive Player of the Week award? It was ding, 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 ding. Marcus Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Marcus Robinson was the guy. We were just talking about some of those Bears teams. Sometimes it's not the... The offense that is interesting, but the defense. And I heard the name Roosevelt Colvin today. Rosie Colvin, man. This was pre-Lance Briggs when the in a Dick Duran season, when you had a rookie, I believe, in Brian Erlacher. And then you had Roosevelt Colvin, who had like eight or nine sacks that year. Did he it might have been double digits? Roosevelt Colvin. And then Warwick Holman was the other. And then, of course, after that, Roosevelt Colvin, sadly, I think it was after his big year that he goes into free agency and ends up signing with the Patriots. And then eventually you have Lance Briggs that comes along later in life. And, um, you know, that that definitely helped um, the situation because you needed somebody special to go with Brian Urlacher. And that turned out to be Lance Briggs, who himself probably is on that cusp of consideration for the the hall of fame i don't know man brit biggs biggs brad biggs yes lance briggs it's close man that's a close i'd have to look at other numbers of other uh linebackers that are in to really make a decision on lance briggs i mean if there was one point in time where i probably was a definite no but when you let it sink in for a while and you think about it um i'm gonna have to dig a little bit deeper but i'm probably still a no on briggs but but not ruling him out, that is for sure. Let's blast forward, though, to 2023. The Bears are getting ready to take on the Minnesota Vikings. And one of the big advantages for the Bears this week, and it's a huge one, is that they will not have to deal with Justin Jefferson. He will not play in this game against the Bears. Of course, that pleases Matt Eberflus on a lot of levels um, as the head coach and as the defensive coordinator, so he spoke about that today. I mean, you certainly adjust your your scheme, you know, to a great player like that, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's always there's a handful of guys in the league that you would do that for. Um, So it allows you to play more basic 
um, more 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 solid on both sides, as opposed to uh, you know tilting your coverage one way or the other. Um, so that's the that's the, the the basic way of saying it without giving too much away. But I do believe that uh, you know it certainly allows you to play your your base way that you normally play uh, against a normal guy, um, normal people, rather than playing against a guy that's elite in the top three, two or three guys in the league, which he is. It's got to be a relief for you, then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's any relief. You know, on, on defense, you're always on edge. You know, so you got to make sure that you're you have that sense of urgency to defend. Uh, you know, and play fast and to play physical. Uh, so we're always on, on edge that way. Kirk, With this Kirk Cousins has been so successful this season against the Blitz. What are the challenges in bringing added pressure against a quarterback like that? Yeah, I just think you got to have the timing of it, the rhythm and timing of it, when to call it, uh, you know, the disguise of it. I think that's an important part of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you got to pick and choose your moments because he is very effective. He's been an effective quarterback for a long time. That was a good distinction made, too, by Matt Eberflus in the beginning of that soundbite that you have a guy in Justin Jefferson who is elite. You know, that distinction needed to be made because he was like, you know, the the rest of them are normal people. You know, and this is Justin Jefferson is not normal. So that's why it makes all the difference in the world not having that guy out there. To what he was talking about towards the end of that and Kirk Cousins and his ability – to, you know, throw against blitzes and connect. I mean, you, you guys know that about, about him already. Um, but I will say that at this point, um, as far as their defense is concerned, they do have 13 sacks. Daniil Hunter has six of those. Their run defense is not particularly good. They're giving up um, – Run defense, I don't have that number right here in front of me, but on the overall, they give up 342 yards per game. So despite some of the things that they do defensively in bringing that pressure 60% of the time, they have not been a great defense this year. So we shall see. We'll get more into the matchups and all that kind of stuff coming up here as well. I mean, these are two, unfortunately, I mean, I know that everybody thinks the Bears should be favored in this game because I think last check, Per Las Vegas, the Vikings were a three-point favorite, I think, against the Bears. But, you know, that, despite with the Bears, the revelation that we have gotten to experience over the last two weeks with Justin Fields being good and the fact that they won a game, there are still a lot of problems with the Bears. I mean, go look at some defensive statistics. You know, They're all bottom of the barrel. So there's still a lot of things that – Got to get better and need some serious tightening up for the Bears. A couple other things here. The injury situation. All of a sudden, we are at that point in the season after they – they st- what a weird year with the injuries. Everybody was injured during training camp. Everybody was had something. I mean, what, there was, I think, 20 guys on the injury list for the Bears when we went to Indianapolis for that, that dual practice. I think that was when Tevin Jenkins got hurt. So yeah, injuries have been such a weird thing. Then then they then they were healthy to start the season. Like all of a sudden everybody vanishes from the injury report. Now we're finally dealing with some actual serious do are they gonna play or are they not gonna play? Not practicing for the Bears on Wednesday were the following people: Roshan Johnson, Lucas Patrick, Khalil Herbert, Travis Homer. And Equinemius St. Brown, St. Brown dealing with a hamstring injury, limited in the Wednesday practice. Kyler Gordon 
Eddie Jackson, Cole Komet. Komet added with a hamstring injury. Terrell Smith dealing with an ankle injury. Jalen Johnson also dealing with a hamstring injury. And he was limited in practice as well. So hopefully we'll get some better news on Friday when we get the you know, the actual report that says whether or not these guys are playing. Another guy that we talked to today was Tevin Jenkins. And, of course, Tevin Jenkins playing for the first time in a month in the Thursday night game against Washington. Uh, he rotated at the guard spot for a lot of the game. Um, but he got his fair share. So now the question is, are they just going to let him go now? Left guard. My gut instinct is, is that, yeah, he's going to, he's going to start at left guard and assuming he is, uh, aerobically inclined for the entire game, just because of the time he sat out, um, that he will probably play the whole game. Now it, you have to take into consideration that Tevin Jenkins has been injured his fair share. It's fair to say it always seems to be something um, and, you know, hasn't been anything devastating recently, like the back stuff when he first came into the league. But he, you know, when we talked to him, he sounded al- al- not alarmed, but concerned about that. And he told us that he's doing more and more preventative stuff in terms of we know about his workouts and Pilates and all of that stuff. He is now adding diet back to the list as well in terms of working with a personal chef and all of that. So he's adding new things because he is he is self-aware. And um, it's not just you and I that see him on the injury list. So that was good to hear. It's probably going to be Cody Whitehair, I guess my, my guess at center, just because Lucas Patrick is in concussion protocol um, again. So that'd be my guess so that that probably is your offensive line right there with Cody Whitehair in the, at center. Nate Davis, who's played really well, along with Tevin Jenkins. And then Larry Borm still at left tackle. And on the right side is Darnell Wright. So that's probably the way it's going to line up. I will update you throughout the week if anything changes. So that's it for today's episode. Looking forward to talking to you guys tomorrow. We'll probably have some of the, the coordinators from the Bears on. and be talking more about the Bears and the Vikings. Have a great night, and I will talk to you tomorrow on The Daily Score.